So thank you very much. Everybody's been very kind and warm and loving today. And yeah, what a gift to be able to preach on my birthday. Um, it is a gift for me. Thank you so much. Um, it is so wonderful um, to be preaching. And um, I am preaching on He is Fruitful. Um, the, it actually came out, I'm not sure, yes, she is here today. It came from listening to one of the devotions. Um, we have got a slide that goes on the loop, but we, I know we have got a lot of new people. So if you don't know what our daily devotions are, I can highly recommend that you get onto our daily devotions. It came from, um, I, was, I knew I was going to be preaching coming up, and I was thinking about what I was going to be preaching, and a friend of mine did a devotion, and I was like, that solidified it for me, this, that's the scripture I'm going to be preaching on. So I'm preaching today from Jeremiah 17, verse 7, and I'd never actually, well, I had obviously read it before in um, the, my normal NIV Bible, but I'd never actually heard it in the message version, and it was one word in particular that jumped out at me. So I'd like to read it to you today um, in the two different versions, and then I just, want to, um, I just want us to dive in a little bit to just go through that scripture together, and I hope that it blesses you, because it really did bless me. So thank you to my friend who did the devotion, and um, yeah, let's get going today. So Jeremiah 17 verse 7, but blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. That's the first version, which is really amazing. And then the second version from the message says this, but blessed is the man who trusts me, God, the woman who sticks with God. They are like trees replanted in Eden, putting down roots near the rivers. Never a worry through the hottest of summers, never dropping a leaf. Serene and calm through droughts, bearing fresh fruit every season. Amazing scripture. Um, I think if I had to ask every single person sitting here, all of us will agree that we all want to live a fruitful life. I mean, nobody wants to live a life that is unfruitful or deficient in any way. I mean, I think we can all agree to that. But if we're honest, we don't always feel like we're living a fruitful, in a fruitful space. So... If we go back to that slide that said he is fruitful, I love that picture of that little bench. So I'd like you to imagine yourself sitting with me on that little bench today, and we're going to find out why maybe our fruit is not as fruitful as it could be. Maybe it's a looking a little bit withered and deficient, and maybe it's not beautiful export quality fruit. Has anybody traveled overseas and had the blessing and joy of going to a market where I saw the largest apples and oranges and grapes that I've ever seen in my whole life? And when I walked closer to them, they had a sign that said, made in South Africa. 
And I was like, oh my gosh, I have never seen fruit like that in our stores. And then I realized, actually, it was export quality fruit. So it made me start thinking, actually, the fruit in our lives needs to be export quality. So today, we're going to find out why is some of the fruit in our lives not export quality? Why is it a little bit withered? Maybe a little bit deficient? So when you look at that beautiful, Glenda did such an incredible job last weekend. Well done, Glenda. I wasn't here, but I had the chance to listen to it on the podcast. And she spoke about, he is trustworthy. So if you read those two scriptures again, it said, but blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord and whose confidence is in him. And then the other one said, the man who trusts and the woman who sticks with God. So maybe the reason some of our fruit is not so export quality is because we stop trusting the Lord we start relying on our own abilities, maybe our own ideas, maybe some of man's plans. I mean, if you read the Word, you know that God speaks quite a lot about man's plans and how those don't come to much. Perhaps we've walked away from our community. Maybe you've been hurt just one too many times and you're too scared to try again. So you've decided, I'm not going to do that preaching to the choir here today, so maybe that's not you. Maybe you know someone who's done that. They just can't trust anymore. So sadly, what happens if you carry on reading those scriptures, it says that actually what happens then, fear comes. Worries, anxiety. When it comes to things like drought, when it comes to the hottest summers, actually they worry. They have fear when it, when it gets very hot, when they go through tough seasons. But it says, but, I love that word in, in the um, message version. It says, the woman who sticks with God. I want to have stick issues. I want to make sure that I'm sticking so close to God then I don't fear. Because it says, the woman who sticks with God and the man who trusts God, they never have to worry in the hottest of summers. They do not fear when the heat comes. They are serene and calm. Wouldn't you like your family to say you serene and calm? Maybe you can ask my family. I'm not sure that's the testimony of my life all the time but I'd like it to be. Wouldn't you like your work environment to say, wow, that person is serene and calm even when everything's going wrong at work, even when things are tough, even when there's a drought. That person is serene and calm and they bear fruit in every single season. So maybe it's trust issues we've got. Maybe we lose confidence in God and our fruit is not export quality anymore. But the word that really jumped out at me, as I said, was it says in that version, it says, they're like trees replanted in Eden. Isn't that amazing? 
It's like God takes us back to the original intent he has for our lives. So when it says original intent, you've got to think, well, what was the original intent? What did he have planned for our lives? He actually wanted, so let's have a look at that. If we go back to what the original intent was back in Genesis, in Genesis 1 verse 26, he says, Genesis 1, 26 to 28, then God blessed them and he said, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and govern it. Reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and all the animals that scurry along the ground. So that means that God calls us to be seed bearers. And I'm not just talking about bearing naturally, like seed bearers, like we are called to have children. I'm talking about man and woman and children. I'm talking about we all call to be seed bearers. We are called to be fruitful and multiply in every single sphere that he's put you in. Whether it's in your classroom, whether it's in your home, whether it's in your church, whether it's in your workplace. God has given us seed to carry and he's replanting us back in Eden so that we can live fruitful lives and have export quality fruit. Because it says he is fruitful. So in order, f we know that he's fruitful. You just have to read through the Bible and you know that he lived a fruitful life. But in order for us to be fruitful, we've got to be plugged into him. So I think the Jeremiah scripture talks about us going back to our original intent. Restoring us back to our factory default settings. Every now and then, Natalie gets very frustrated and gets hold of my phone and she says, oh my gosh, mom, how many tabs have you got open? Even under my Google search, she's like, oh my gosh, mom, I mean, just close some of them down. Do you ever feel like that in your life? That there's just too many tabs open. Maybe that's why you can't be fruitful. It's just got too much going on in your life. Maybe God is saying, I need to replant you today. I need you to go back to your original intent. Maybe you need to close down some of those tabs. If you don't know how to, just give it to a teenager. She'll show you how to close it down. Or a young adult. But he's so kind. You read through any story in the Bible, and Jesus never just says, okay, just Tyler Page, go down there and just get on with the job. I'm just replanting you, get on with the job. He always wants to be involved on our journey. So this is what he does. He sends us back to the garden. He replants us back in the Garden of Eden. And he gives us these incredible rivers to help us. So we're sitting on the little bench and we're just going to have a little look at those rivers that he gives us to help us. So come with me. The first river he gives us is called Pashon. These are the rivers that are in the garden. How gorgeous is that picture? All of us have probably got a picture of what Eden must look like. For me, it's green. It's got lots of water. It's got trees. I love trees. It's got lots of beautiful trees in it. 
So passion means increase or full flowing. It's a God of abundance. We speak a God, we, le- we serve a God of abundance, not a God of scarcity or lack. In Ephesians 3 verse 19, Paul prays that the believers would be filled with the fullness of God. God wants us to experience a full-flowing life of his presence and his power. Not drained, depleted, or deficient lives. I felt those three Ds. I felt like there might be people here who might be living drained, depleted, and deficient lives. And God wants to tell you that you have access to this river, the full-flowing river. And it's your right to plug yourself into that river. You don't have to live a depleted, drained, or deficient life. Even if you're feeling drained, depleted, or deficient, and maybe you're not living in an abundant life, but he's giving you access to that today. The second river is called Gihan, which means bursting forth or gushing. The amazing thing is maybe that first river is for you personally. The second river is not. The second river is overflowing. That means you don't live for yourself. It means that there's more than enough in your life. It means it's for everybody else. So there should be so much in your life, it's bursting forth, it's gushing, it's overflowing, because you've got significance in the place that you are. Remember those seeds I spoke about? Actually, people are going to be drawing from you if you don't know that already. Maybe that's why you're feeling drained or deficient. Because people are drawing from you in your workplace. People are drawing from you in your family. Parents know that. So make sure you are plugged into the Gihon River. Because you've got impact. You're going to have impact in people's lives. You are contributing. You better be contributing to the place that God's put you. So you better be plugged into the Gihon River. So you are bursting forth. You are gushing so that you can sustain other people, because maybe they are feeling drained and deficient. You have the opportunity to be plugged in so that you can overflow. And the third river means swift or darting. It's actually like, a, uh, like an arrow. It's like a picture. It's not really like a, a word when you, when you translate it. It's like a swift arrow in flight. It's not an arrow that's inside a quiver or even lying on the ground. It's like an arrow that's been released from a bow. Now, if anybody's ever shot an arrow, you can't, you never shoot an arrow without a target. You have to have a target that you're shooting the arrow at. So it means that God has got objectives for your life. Make sure you are moving and fulfilling the goals or objectives that God has got in your life, which means that you have, he has goals and objectives for your life. Have you asked him? If you're plugged into the Hedekal River, make sure you're asking God. Be specific when you pray. Paul also said in 1 Corinthians 9 verse 26, he said that he ran with purpose when he ran. He didn't just run aimlessly around. He actually had purpose when he ran. So when you're praying, ask, be specific. Ask God for direction. 
Ask God, be intentional, be deliberate when you're asking God for the direction and guidance on your journey. Remember I said, Jesus wants to be part of your journey. He wants you to live a fruitful life. So ask him to come and be part of the journey with you. He's desperate to be part of it with you. He hasn't left you on your own. And then the final river is the Euphrates River, which means fruitful. So I think when you've plugged into the first three rivers, fullness, overflowing, and purpose, the result will be sweetness and fruitfulness. And again, it's not just for our own sweetness and fullness in our own lives. It's for our own enjoyment, but it's for the enjoyment of others. Again, Paul says in 2 Corinthians 2 verse 14 that he uses us to spread the knowledge of Christ everywhere, like a sweet perfume. So what are you exporting? Are you struggling? Do you have a little bit of unforgiveness in your life? Maybe a little bit of bitterness, sourness? No doubt you're passing that on to others. Make sure you get free. Remember, we're wanting to export export quality fruit in our lives. Listen to this beautiful quote that Francis Schaeffer said. He said, no work of art is more important than the Christian's own life. It is a thing of truth and also a thing of beauty in the midst of a lost world. So maybe today you are in a really hard place, in an unfruitful season, through no fault of your own. Perhaps you're unemployed. Maybe you're in a season of grief, indecision, illness, barrenness. I think the word of replanting still applies to you. I think we can still reassess our lives and ask God to take us back to our original settings. I think God can actually replant us back into the Garden of Eden. I think maybe sometimes when you're replanting something, sometimes you get given a beautiful plant that actually just outgrows its pot. And what you've got to do is you've actually just got to pull it out of its pot. And it can be difficult sometimes. Its roots have got so ingrained into the pot that it's in. But you've actually got to just shake it out of its pot. Maybe that's what God's doing to you today. Maybe you're in an unfruitful flower bed. Maybe he's just saying it's time for you just to move. Just move or maybe put some nutrients into your flower bed today. Can you see we've been doing a lot of planting at the school, That my, looking at my fellow planter here. We've been doing a lot of planting at our sons. We're supposed to be the moms who pray, but we've become the moms who plant. We're planting flowers to make the school beautiful. So we've been doing a lot of planting, which is maybe why we, I'm understanding planting a lot better. But I think the word today is God wants to replant us to our original intent. As I'm speaking, I feel like there's too many tabs open in our lives. I feel like that's spoken to somebody here today. And I want one final scripture that I've got that I really feel is so beautiful. It's from Colossians 2 verse 7. How those beautiful roots, guys. It says, let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught. And you will overflow with thankfulness. 
So maybe today you need to deal with some of your fears that have stopped you trusting the Lord and putting your confidence in him. Maybe you need to just plug back into some of those rivers. Maybe you've just forgotten that you've got access to them because that's where we planted. That's what he said in our lives so that we can live fruitful lives and God can help us have export quality fruit. And maybe today you've never understood that you have access to all of these amazing things in the garden. But God's giving you an opportunity today to tap into those things. Thank you. Have an amazing day.